4: Remember to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. We're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss on another Bible Talk program, where you can ask any question you want about the Word of God, about theology, about Christian living, about biblical studies. The only bad thing you can do is not ask a question. This is the Bible Talk program. And i uh, continuing to pray for all of you. Uh, that are dealing with the uh, same situation as all of us, dealing with the coronavirus, uh, And we have a special prayer request. We want to pray right now for Lori, who is on a ventilator. And uh, as I understand it, her lung it's collapsing. So let all of us pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Lori. God, that you would bless her, that you would touch her right where she is, Lord, and that you would heal her. Father, that you would have to overcome her condition, that her be able to breathe normally, touch her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, with the power of your spirit, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, praise the Lord, good to be with all of you, hopefully you have your Bibles open, and uh, it's Monday, so I'm going to hopefully uh, try as much as I can to satisfy the uh, Monday night Bible students that I had in my Monday class. Now, of course, there will be uh, a Tuesday Prophecy class tomorrow at 11 o'clock, so all of our students get ready for that. <laughs> it's going going all over the web right now. informing you, so I look forward to seeing you. But Monday Night Bible students, this is the study for you. We're in Romans, and we're, uh, that's the book we uh, left off at, so we're continuing with that. And we're starting at verse 4, and we're going to uh, not only get into uh, some biblical theology and exegesis here, but also into the kingdom of the cults That will happen today. But as always, any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. All you've got to do is call that number, area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578. Here in Romans chapter 4, where Paul is laying out the program that God has for Israel, A program, by the way, which is still going on, it has not been uh, taken over by the Gentiles or the church by any means. Uh, Definitely, God is still dealing with his people. Here, in Romans chapter 4, verse 16, it says, I'm sorry, verse 13 says this. Romans 4 and verse 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So we need to recognize now, we're not under law, but we're under the righteousness of faith. Are we under a law? Absolutely. The law of Christ. It says here in verse 14, For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law works rare. For where no law is, there is no transgression. And Paul pointing out here, that the purpose of the law was to expose and to reveal our sins to us, right, to show us what sins is, and then ultimately for us to lay these sins at the feet of Jesus Christ, uh, for him to, uh, of course, atone for us. Verse 16, therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Who is the father of us all? Now notice and when it comes down to believers, and I especially want this uh, to be heard by the black Hebrew Israelites, Okay, that when it comes down to the faith, that Abraham is the father of us all. Okay, that's right. We're all the seed of Abraham because we trust in God and the Messiah, just as He did. All right. So here at verse seventeen. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Okay, here in Romans four seventeen. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Now, now, hang on again. Let me read that again. Some people have difficulty understanding this, so I want to read it again as well. In Romans 4.17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not, as though they were, okay? See that verse? As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, okay? Okay? Before whom he believed. Even God, Abraham, was made a father of many nations, okay? Uh, And it was even God who gives life to the dead, and it is God, not you, not me, not a faith teacher, no, no, even God who quickens the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they were. What? What? Do you see that? That verse is clearly saying that God is the only one who can call things that are not as though they are. That's it. He's the only one. No one else. And I despise anyone in the Bible to show anything different. That's exactly what it says. Then at verse 18, who against hope, believes in hope, and he might become the father of many nations. Not just one, many. Okay? When we say many, we mean all. Okay, he's the father of all nations. You know, doesn't matter what your creed is, what your religion is, whether you're black, Hebrew, Israelite, a yellow, doesn't matter. Okay, look at it very clearly. He is the father uh, through Abraham, right? Through Abraham, uh, uh, Abraham, who is the father of us all. Okay, so at the end of the day, we're all together as sons of Abraham. That's what the Bible said, right? Uh, so notice two things. First off, the whole uh, uh, ethnic deal is over. It's not your ethnic group or you being black or white. that gets you right with God. It's trusting in Jesus Christ and in the Messiah. And the only one, the only one who can call things that are not as though they are is God, almighty God. Verse 18, it says, Romans 4:18. who against hope, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which is written, so shall thy seed be. All right. So that's a very important section in Romans to deal with. It deals with the fact that we are all one in Christ. Also, it takes a real jab at word faith theology, a theology that says you can name it and claim it. You can decree it and get it. You can speak into the atmosphere and expect results. All of that, it's what is destroyed by Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Now, you call, area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, if you want to call me with any question that you have or any comment on the lesson, then I'm ready for that. am going to go to the phone lines and see who we've got. Caller, Angela, how you
5: doing? Oh, hey, yes, Beth, how are you, you doing? On. Real good. How are you? Okay, I got two topics I want to talk about. Okay. Well, I guess okay. The first topic is on um, Governor Cuomo in uh, New York. I guess he made a statement last week saying that God did not do this to help us in the pandemic. I guess he said that that humans give this, you know, by staying at home. So that sounds kind of like you know. Um, I don't know if like an atheist will speak that way. And why would he say that God didn't play a part in helping us in this pandemic? I, mean, so I, I do think he said that, that God
4: couldn't help us. No, I don't think that he said that God couldn't help us. I said that he said no, that he God did, he didn't,
5: he didn't do, do it. This, right? He said he did not
4: do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, God didn't do it. Mm-hmm. No, that is correct. God didn't do it. God allowed it, but God didn't do it. This was done as far right. as making, uh, from all the evidence that we're looking at was done in China.
5: Well, I know, but it's like you saying that God couldn't help us with the pandemic. I know he—he's a Democrat and all, and don't really believe in God like the way we do. But it just seemed like no, he's no, a shot. No, no, listen, you know? uh,
4: wait, wait, wait a minute, Angela. Let's be fair now. There are Democrats who mm. believe in God. Yeah, let's. Mm. We can talk about politics—the difference in politics. Uh, but there are Democrats who believe in God, just like Republicans. And God did not do this. God allowed it to take place, but He didn't do it, Angela. This started in China.
5: There's a conflict. Yeah, um, I guess the way he phrased it, I don't know. Just still, I don't really care for him so much. Um, I guess my second topic is um, Delilah and um, Samson in the Bible, the uh-huh. Book of Judges. It's like a short yeah. chapter on them, thirteen and sixteen. I know the first What happened to them? I mean, why did God allow him to have his eyes burned out? Why he couldn't he have stopped all that? I mean. What happened to Delilah? What, what, did she get killed? And did she feel guilty? Well, here's the question,
4: you mean, in terms of Delilah.
5: And Samson, I, yeah. why did God allow like him to have his eyes poked out and all this stuff? And Why he did well, No, it, that's you know? not the
4: real question. You know what the real question is? The real question, uh-huh. Angela, is this. Why did Samson, who had such a good beginning, when he was young, his mother and his father told him he'd been chosen by God, he was going to do great things, in fact, he even had God's spirit move upon him when he killed a lion. Remember that? He killed the young lion. Yeah. Why would a man yeah. like that turn away? And then the first thing he did, he, he disobeyed God by eating a dead right. animal, parts mm. of a dead animal, the honey out of the lion, which is something he knew not to do based on the biblical law. Um, so why would a man who was favorite as Samson was, with power from God, strength from God, why did he turn away from God and go after a, go after a prostitute? That's the first woman he did, then the second one he got with was Delilah, who was a prostitute as well because she was doing it for money. Why would he do that? So,
5: like he could blind An to, he, I think he was. No. This is kind of uh, a a, a, co- a correlation. I think he was blinded by God. When he became blinded, he was able to see him more. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, well, what happens is though, no, but he turned away from God when he had his eyes. Okay, in fact, to be I honest with you, I think he got more clarity. Yeah. He got, yeah, he got more clarity when he was blind. Okay, uh, right, but right. You can't mm-hmm. blame God for that. God gives you a freedom of choice, and so when you choose uh, something, and what you choose come back on you, then really you can't blame God for that.
5: Yeah, but to had to be burned out, well.
4: Okay. I beg your
5: pardon? I beg your pardon? Well, oh, did you hear me? Oh, I was supposed to say, it, but his eyes got burned out. That sounds horrible, you know? It is horrible. The, the, the bottom line is, uh, uh,
4: definitely his his eyes were the things that did him in trouble in some sense, right?
5: Well, yeah. <laughs>
4: sure did. yeah but, what he, but what happened to him, the Bible says this, and in many cases, God is merciful, but we got to be honest. The Bible says your sins will find you out. Yeah. And they found him out. But he repented at the end. The most, the most amazing thing about yeah. him, the good news is that he's in Hebrews chapter 11. Angela, the hall of, of faith, he's there. Find his name written right there, even though he, he messed up pretty bad. So yeah. thank you, Angela. I appreciate your call and your insight, at, uh, as always. Keep listening, keep calling, okay? All right, that number to call the 866 423 We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: Did you know if you're laid off or recently lost your job, you could qualify for tax credits to help pay for your insurance premiums? Call Rick Young Insurance today at 248-844-9110. We are health care reform experts and Medicare specialists. We have been helping clients for 35 years, and we represent all reliable carriers in the market. We have a full-time staff here to help you get all of the benefits you qualify for. Don't wait. Call Rick Young Health Insurance now at
6: 248-844-9110. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. It's a different kind of pandemic. I'm referring to the left's attack on free speech. The attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media, online, and at your place of work. If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now you can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's nosafespaces.com.
1: What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online. Preborn.org/slash radio.
4: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. You're on the air of Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss on this our uh, Monday evening, you know, it was Monday night, but Monday evening Bible study. Uh, good to be with you, looking at the Book of Romans. Uh, Jeff is on the line. How are you doing, Jeff? How are you? I have a yes. question uh, a little bit off the subject here. Um,
7: something- okay.
4: Yes, what's your question?
7: I mean, you're vibrating. You're vibrating low, and how they're relating this? Where's the origin? You might know where that's coming from. Uh, where's the what now? Uh, people are saying things about right relating things to vibration. The earth vibrates. Uh, your uh, attitude the things you're going through is vib- your attitude low. causes
4: the earth? The earth? The, that your attitude causes the earth to vibrate?
7: No, the, a person, an individual, that that something in them is vibrating low. It sounds like something from an Eastern mysticism um, type of thinking. They're relating something. Yeah, it does. I, I don't in, know it's any, something I'm hearing people say a lot. And, yeah, vibrating. Yeah, anything that higher.
4: involves the. Yeah, anything that involves the usage of the mind to uh, try to control things like that. Yeah, you're dealing with some occultic. Kind of uh, philosophy or theories. Uh, the, the Bible is clear, and you know the, the devil's uh, uh, job has always been, Jeff, to make man oh, sure. think he's God. So that's and so he uses uh, occulted means to try to get uh, man to do that. And he's going to give you powers and things of that nature, uh, which definitely uh, the devil does have supernatural power, but nothing near what God has. And many people get deceived by dealing with the uh, the occult, the occult. Uh, deception of the devil yes yes
7: you know could i ask you another question about where sure. the locations of the bible in the gospels where it reads where well, jesus broke the law and i think it was something has something to do with praying or uh, performing a miracle on the sabbath
4: yeah yeah that's right he did um uh that's what they did accuse him of uh on many occasions was breaking the law because he healed someone yeah and you can find um uh, it, in fact, on in uh, Matthew, I mean, in, in fact, I have it here in Mark chapter 3, and okay? it's in Matthew as well. It's in the Synoptic Gospel. Uh, uh, but here's what happens. Here's in Mark 3 in verse 1, it says uh, concerning Jesus, and he entered into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had it with his hand, and they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him, Okay. So here we have the religious leaders, the Pharisees especially, watching to see if Jesus is going to heal uh, this man on the Sabbath day. Uh, And Jesus, he says unto the man, which had the withered hand, stand forth, verse 4, and he says unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked around about at them with anger, Jesus was angry at this because, First of all, it was not a a violation of the Sabbath to heal someone on the Sabbath day. And when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grieved to the hardness of their hearts, he says unto the man, stretch stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched forth out his hand and was restored uh, whole as the other. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway to counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. That Jesus did absolutely nothing wrong. There's nothing in the Sabbath law that forbids you from helping someone or healing someone on that day. Even if a sheep happened to fall into a hole, you were allowed to pull it out on the Sabbath day. Okay. So what has happened, though, you know the problem, Jeff, is okay. that the, uh, the, the Pharisees had come up with their own oral tradition. They added to the law of Moses, and this is what got them in trouble. Okay. It was a tradition of men rather than following God. But yeah, you're it right. It's uh, right here in Mark 3, but Jesus did not violate Sabbath day. All right?
7: Okay. Yeah, but there's one, one place where it says specifically in the Scripture that Jesus broke the law.
4: Well, that's what they said right here. Yeah, they said the same thing. This is the same thing they said. That he, and, uh, and he did not break the law here. Yeah, he did not. That was their problem. They were accusing him of breaking it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Notice at verse 2 they sure. watched him whether he would heal them on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. What are they going to accuse him of? Accuse him of breaking the Sabbath. All right, listen, thank you for calling my okay. friend. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing to call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. If you're on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, let's go and talk to Tom. How are you doing, Tom?
8: Hi. Uh I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Just great. Hello? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh d- yeah, hold on. Uh can you hear me?
4: Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Can you hear me? Can you
8: hear me? Hello?
4: Yeah, I hear you.
8: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hey, I I called about uh uh Genesis chapter 12, the first paragraph where it says uh talking about Abram, uh God telling Abram Anybody that blesses him, you know, God would bless, and anybody that curses him, God would curse. And uh, you know, I'm wondering why. You know, a lot of lot of places uh, change that. To, instead of saying Abram, they say Israel. And uh, you know, and it seems like they're you know usually trying to raise money or something like that. You know, I just, I mean, it. That's one of my pet peeves. I it, do you think I'm correct in that, or I mean that. Yeah, you know, that that that's a fraud on the face to change it from Abram to uh, Israel. I mean, there's a well, lot in those three sentences, but but well, I don't
4: think that folks should be trying to do anything money schemes to gain money, especially if they're going to try to use the Bible uh, to do so. If we look at what is meant here in uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, uh, we're talking about the uh, uh, the unconditional Abrahamic covenant, right? It says, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, uh, Abraham, finally, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So right here we see that Abraham was promised, and his seed was promised, land. Seed and the blessing.
8: Uh, and he had uh, the keeping. His was, descendants uh, became Jacob and Esau. So that was Israel and Edom, correct? Yeah. I mean, I don't and know why. I mean, it seem, seems to me that that's not can apply. I'm not
4: finished. I'm not finished yet, Tom. I'll let you talk. What I'm saying is that through Abraham's seed, the Messiah came. That is what the purpose of the, uh, that they had. They weren't to be the king of all the nations or ruling over anyone. Their job was to bring the Messiah into the earth. That is why they were so protected by God, because that was uh, uh, what their job was to do. Now, they don't need money, anybody to be raising money to do that. God's going to do that, okay? Uh, And and definitely uh, what God said is going to happen. Uh, uh, They will have land, seed, and a blessing. The Messiah will sit on the throne, but that's what it's about.
8: Well, is it my turn now? I guess it is. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just... Don't see any basis. I, you know, as, I, I just wanted to add that, you know, Israel usually is re- referred to as a landmass, and Abram there again as a person. So, you know, I, I just, I just don't think it's, uh, it, it's right to change that, you know, that, the language of that passage.
4: Oh, oh, I'm with you. I want to stay just like it is. But all the somebody that that definitely lets us understand that Israel comes out of Abram. They do. They come out of Abraham. Correct. Now, so a person should yeah, read I the agree. scripture like it is, yeah, and then extrapolate from it. But when you extrapolate from it, you get to the same place, that Israel comes through Abraham. Okay, as as yeah, Abraham I the mean,
8: Israel comes from Jacob, and then Edom comes from Esau. right?
4: Yeah, but we're talking about the call of Abraham. Well, there was okay? the firstborn, and, yeah.
8: and, and, you know, there was the uh, uh, Jacob kind of, you know, cheated uh, Esau out of his birthright. They were both, they were basically twins yeah, we, as far we as we I can we got all down. that,
4: but ultimately still, Abraham is behind it all, okay? I'm seeing what you're saying, but, but look at the passage again. Yeah. Let me give it to you clearly. This is the passage. Now, the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee, of him, okay, not Jacob, the other's of course, his seed. but I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. That points to Abraham. And make thy name. That points to Abraham. Great. And thou, that's Abraham, shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. That's Abraham. And curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So it's no way that you can look at, uh, to me, with a, just an open eyes and open mind, and look at Genesis 12, 1 to 3, and not realize that he's talking about Abraham's seed. Okay? which includes others, you could even marry into the group and become a part of Abraham's seed. But it's talking about Abraham's seed. Okay? So thank you, uh, sir. Done the best I could to answer your question. we got to move on. And I thank you for calling. And if you call, it's area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. you on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Is it? Is it break time? Dave, no break is Dave. How are you doing, Dave? Hello? Hello? Yes, Dave, you're
9: on the air. Oh, God bless you, Pastor Miles. I have a long time. I hope to God to keep me safe and your family safe and, and bless you coming and going. I have a Thank question, you. and it's really, I had it with a friend of mine, you know, Robinson from North Carolina about holding church. When there wasn't supposed to hold church, well, isn't it? I, I explained to him. Well, no, in the Bible in Romans thirteen, it said that God had the authority over the government. So if the government said no, you're not going to gather together, or they made it point maybe ten or twenty or whatever. That's at the on the government, right?
4: I would say this to you: you are a scholar and a gentleman, sir. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. And your choice of scripture was very astute because you went to Romans chapter 13. Well, basically, what God is saying here is he's not telling us to obey evil things that a government tells
9: us. Right, to do. That, right, but right. we got
4: right. to remember that some things that governments ordain are also ordained of God. These are the things we follow. And in Romans 13, it says that every soul be subject under the higher powers, for there is no power but of God and the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resist the power, resist the ordinance of God, and if it resists shall receive for themselves damnation. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power, do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. So you're right. We should obey the government in every legitimate thing they're doing. It. Now we've got to realize the government is not doing this to close down the churches. And, uh, and some no. people just have to simply think, put on a thinking cap now, because why would they close down everything else? I mean, everything is closing down. We <laughs> have the restaurants, the stores, uh, the, the parks. So what is it about this? They're not trying to close down the church. They're doing this to stop the spread of this deadly virus. Okay? So therefore, our job is to cooperate with it. Uh, uh, in in right. fact, they're not saying uh, not to worship because they're not stopping us on the uh, airways stopping us on the radio or stopping us on tv uh so no uh, there's some christians who go too far, and i can understand sometimes the government goes so far in the wrong direction that we think they're going to oppress us but that's not what this is about so i agree with you yeah we need to obey this because lives are at stake
9: well thank you you're, you're you know what? Right, like i said uh, truth will set you free and uh, you know what well, you taught me well i was just thinking about that i go to the source you're my source but on the other, uh, the other end, if you don't mind me saying, yeah, God gives us the free will spirit to do right or do wrong, no choices, or to to sin and not to sin, or whatever. Like you was telling that young lady, God bless her, and uh, and I believe this is my belief. I believe through prayer and our love for one another, love for God, and to the grace of God, He intervenes, and I believe He'll intervene with this COVID-19 virus. That's my prayer and this shall come to pass. I thank you, Pastor Moss. God bless you and your family, and stay safe. Bye.
4: You too. God bless you. Thank you for calling. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air by the t- the Pastor in Moss. Any questions you have about the Word of God as we're here going through the Book of Romans? As anything that is on your mind? Uh, as long as it's biblical, theological, it's welcome to Bible Talks. We're going to talk to our Marsha right now. Marsha, you're on the line.
3: Hi, Pastor Moss. How are you this evening?
4: I'm good. How are you doing?
3: I'm just doing real good, Pastor Moss. Um, before I ask my question, I just wanted to um, remind all the prophecy students out there that are listening that we are going to be live screening tomorrow the prophecy class and that I have sent a text out to all of them, so I just want to let them know and the audience know that we are going to live screen the Prophecy
4: class for tomorrow. All right. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, We're going to get that class going, and uh, definitely uh, we're continuing right uh, right where we left off, and uh, uh, there's going to be a lecture time. There will be time for questions, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully to uh, hear from some folks I haven't heard from in uh, quite a while. So uh, uh, so yes. thank you, Marcia.
3: Yes. And I have a question, um, Pastor. I was looking I at, knew you um, would, Marcia.
4: I knew, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> and I never
3: heard this before, and I don't know much about it, but hopefully we can, because it's pertaining to um, uh, end-time prophecy, and it talks about something about the Sunday the Sunday laws or something and that when we hear about these, the national Sunday laws, um, when they are enforced, in other words, we got these Sunday laws that are on the books that they are not enforced. But when we do hear about them, that we know that it is really doing the end, we're really in the end times, because when we do ha- hear about them, the um, the false prophet or the Antichrist is going to be on the scene.
4: Well, I don't see anything, Marsha, in the Bible backing that up. I don't know who has put that out there, but I don't see anything in the Bible that backs that up at all.
3: Okay, well, Ben, I'm going to look, look a little bit more into it, and then... I'll um, let you know. I just heard about, that's just something I've heard about, some Sunday laws. um,
4: It's interesting. Any more information you can get about it, please do let me know.
3: I will. I most certainly will.
4: Okay. Thank you. And thank you for that advertisement as well.
3: Okay. You're welcome.
4: All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. 423 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on something that Marcia said, but I can't do that till we take a break, and we'll be right back.
2: This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to ghlf.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit ghlf.org today. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to ghlf.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit ghlf.org today. Hi, I'm Robert Jeffers, pastor of First Baptist Church in
0: Dallas and Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Because of the global pandemic, many churches have been forced to close their doors for a time. But even as physical gatherings are put on hold, the opportunities to shine the light of the gospel have never been greater. You see, people need hope, and that's what the Christian faith offers hope in an uncertain world and that's why it's so important for churches not to cower in fear during this time a w tozer said a scared world needs a fearless church so don't be paralyzed from fear over this very real threat to our nation and world we have a message that people need to hear at a time like this and this is the time for god's people to stand up and proclaim the hope that we have May God bless you in the days ahead. This is Robert Jeffers from Pathway to Victory.
2: Hi, I'm Steve Schwetz, host of Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. How are you doing with all this upheaval to your comfortable routine? Are you feeling a little anxious? Are you concerned for those you love? Well, don't think for a moment that God isn't fully present and fully in control. In fact, His glory is best seen against a backdrop of uncertainty and fear. We see that when we study God's Word. So join us on the Bible bus on this station and build your confidence in Jesus Christ. You'll be so glad you did.
4: right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We do have two callers on the line, right before we go to that, I do want to uh, make another comment about what Marsha was uh, uh, talking about. Uh, we need to recognize uh, uh, one very important thing, that uh, a- actually Christians are not regulated to any one day of worship. Uh, never were we commanded to worship on Sunday, but that was the day Jesus rose from the dead. So that's what folks uh, in the Christian church started naturally to do. We are told in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and following, uh, to gather together, right? Uh, to forsake not the gathering of ourselves together. That, that's so. So you should go to church, that's for sure. But today, you need to re- recognize this. Romans chapter 14 uh, is very clear uh, where it says in verse 5, Romans 14 and 5. One man esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. That every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regards the day, regards it unto the Lord. He that regards not the day to the Lord, he does not regard it. He that eats, eats to the Lord, and gives God thanks. For he eateth not to the Lord, uh, he eateth not and giveth uh, God thanks. So, in other words, all days are open to us, okay? Uh, some worship on Saturday, some on Sunday, some on Saturday and Sunday, okay? But uh, definitely, um, uh, there's nothing about all the days are God's days, as far as we are concerned. Number call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. i are going to talk to Lisa. How are you doing, Lisa? You're on the Bible Talk program.
11: Hello, Pastor, and happy days to you. I just wanted to say that um, regarding the verse that you read with um, about Abraham's seed and everything, Um, Uh I just realized in my life, I'm in my 50s, but but that the gift of the Holy Ghost, you know, is the most beautiful gift ever. And that I had to kind of learn not to try to be arrogant because I, I feel like the Lord has given me that gift of the Holy Ghost. And it's like, and I wrote something that Paul wrote and he said, well, because we received it, you know, because we are chosen. It's not like I chose God or you know, I bought the Holy Ghost or anything like that. So I'm just truly grateful for God and everything, and the fact that he cannot lie. That's all. I don't know why I had to say that, but that's a great verse that you were um, talking from today. And we're just well, I, Well, I'm like you, Lisa. Sometimes, yeah,
4: yeah huh? I'm with you. Sometimes I just get excited about hearing the word of God, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
11: yeah.
4: I'm just okay, like well, you. Yeah, that's good. A good way to be.
11: Okay. Have a wonderful evening, and we'll continue
4: to pray for everybody. All right. Thank you. God bless you. All right. We're going to go to Sacramento now and talk to Gary. Hello, Gary.
12: Hey, Pastor. I'm glad to um, have the opportunity to speak with you.
4: Now, when you say Sacramento, now you're not you're not talking about Sacramento, California, are you?
12: Uh, yes, sir. Wow.
4: Okay. All right. Good. What's on your mind?
12: Um, you know i'm I'm having a little bit of a quandary, and they our term is used um replacement theology. and I was uh-huh. wondering, in light of First Peter chapter two, and then Romans chapter four that you just went to and then throw in. Deuteronomy chapter 14, it doesn't seem like the Jews have been God's people, but it's always been believers that included well, Jews.
4: Well, I would say this. Well, um, uh, in my opinion, and in, in my opinion, Garen, the replace, uh-huh. replacement theology, I beg pardon? Yes, sir. Yes, uh, uh, replacement theology uh, is not accurate. Now, uh, I don't uh, condemn the people as heretics who teach it, but I think they're really off base. What replacement theology? Now, you know what it what it means, don't you?
12: Yeah, that um, the church replaced
4: Israel. Absolutely, yeah. They teach that um, uh, that the uh, uh, church uh, has taken the place of Israel. Okay. And that's just not what the Bible says. The Bible does not teach that at all. Now, and it's very clear. In fact, the person who dismantles it completely, but gets ignored by replacement theologians, uh, uh, is uh, Paul in Romans chapter 11. We're headed anyway, but uh, because you asked the question, we'll go ahead. Here in Romans 11, in verse 1, here's what Paul said I say then, that God cast away his people. God forbid. But well, I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham and of the tribe of Benjamin. So he's saying okay. that God has not cast away His people and replaced them with the Gentiles. Okay, in other words, Uh-oh. the Gentiles Uh-oh. have been added to the promise. Pardon? yeah
12: and yeah, I agree with that verse, but to kind of uh-huh. tie the two together, that both of them have always been believers. When you go to Romans eleven, verse twenty-three. Doesn't it say that Uh they have to be of faith and then that all Israel will be saved? Well, the only way you're saved is by faith. And then Abraham was the father of faith. And then Romans Mm -hmm. chapter 4 talks about um, we're both heirs of the promise of Abraham that was made in um, um, Genesis chapter 12.
4: Yeah, but the, what he, you need to show, what, you, what here's the thing though. Aaron, what you need uh-huh. to show the replacement theologians is that God's plan for Israel it hasn't ended and that the church has not taken its place. And you're exactly in the right passages. In fact, it's Romans chapter 9, 10, 11. You've got three whole passages where Paul uh, uh, dedicates these uh, uh, this letter to make it clear that they know. That God has not is not through with this. Okay, uh, just as they went back into their land and everything, uh, they wouldn't right now. Of course, the largest body of Jews is into apostasy. But There's still a um, messianic Jews that are on uh, that are around, and there will be more to come. Okay, uh, in fact, uh, what it says in a, in a verse in a chapter you gave. You're reading the right stuff now. And I commend you here in Romans 11 in verse 23. It says, "For I would not brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery." Least you should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness, in part, is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So the amount of Gentiles have to be saved. Then, at verse 26, mm-hmm. And so all Israel shall be saved, that is it written. There shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and he shall turn away the ungodliness from Jacob. Now, we believe that that's going to be during the tribulation period, but even now, there are many Jews who believe in Christ. So you're right. Repl- uh, replacement theology is wrong. And all you need really to be, uh, to uh, to unravel it is uh, Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11. They make it abundantly clear. And,
12: and you, right. I, I can definitely feel, but ultimately, it's the Jews that are believers that are saved. And Absolutely. from the very beginning, that's, that's it's people of faith. Who have made us right. the church. So, would it be wrong to say spiritual
4: Israel is what that speaks I beg to pardon? Would it be true to would say what? Would it be
12: wrong to say the, uh, in the end times it's spiritual Israel
4: is the church? Uh, no, but what happens is we'll all be a part of the kingdom of God. Okay, The church Amen. and Israel will be a part of the kingdom of God. That's what's going to happen. Uh, but definitely, the uh, the Jews are going to come back strong as a nation. God is going to fulfill the Abrahamic covenant. Nothing can stop it. Because, All right.
12: So there's a separation between Israel and the church.
4: Well, we'll be living together. Yeah, there is a separation in terms of Israel and the church. We remember that Israel was already in existence, and when Jesus said that um, that He was going to build His church. Okay? So uh, the church was a separate program, but, uh, but church. But remember, when we get to heaven, everybody's going to get be together, okay? They'll all be the, uh, mm-hmm. the children of God. The nationalities uh, are going to be the, the same. There'll still be different nationalities, but still people will be believing in the same God. We'll all be one. Uh, so there is mm-hmm. a plan for the church, but there's a plan for Israel, and God isn't through with them yet as a nation. Thank you. All right. That thank number to call is air code 866. Thank you. That number to call is air code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break and we'll be right back.
1: This is Mark Davis from 660 AM. The answer in Dallas Fort Worth for townhall.com. Sure feels better to be discussing the potential path out of this COVID-19 nightmare in contrast to the last month of wondering when we could even talk about restarting the economy and our lives. White House has a solid framework for what that plan looks like, and we need that hope. As we begin the inspiring and energizing road back to some semblance of normalcy, we better not lose sight of the hazards that can rise along the way. Even as some businesses reopen, some folks should wait to return due to age or other vulnerabilities. Gloves, masks, and social distancing is going to be with us for a good while more. And we absolutely need reliable, widespread testing. We are on our way out of this but it'll take every measure of our national resolve and our personal commitment to do it successfully. But we
0: can
2: do this. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
10: Hi, my name is Missy Parker Miller, and I'm a Licensing and Recruitment Specialist with Bethany Christian Services. Bethany is a Christian child welfare agency that focuses on foster care and adoption. The need is great for more Christian foster and adoptive homes. In Michigan, there are 13,000 children in foster care, and of those children, 3,000 are waiting now for an adoptive family. Many of these children have been waiting over three years. Bethany's heart is that no child will grow up without a family. These are not bad children. These are children that horrible things have happened to. Who better to minister to these children than Christians who can share the love and compassion of Jesus Christ? Please provide a loving home for a child in need and call Bethany Christian Services today, 248-414-4080. One more time, that number is 248-414-4080. Thanks and God bless.
1: Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll on the coronavirus.
0: Every day seems to bring another set of surprises and more reports of heartaches, pain, and suffering. Let's agree to trust and not be afraid. Our God is still in full control. He loves us with an infinite amount of love and therefore will never release His grip on our lives.
1: An encouraging word from Chuck Swindoll, your
0: station, and your friends at Insight for Living.
9: All right,
4: that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Marsh. And on the line is a man that's a dear to my heart, my brother, my technical friend, my brother Hankins. How you doing, Brother Hankins? Hey, Pastor Marsh. good evening. How you doing? Real good, real good. Uh, uh, tell the folks what you got cooked up for them well, I was just calling Pastor Moss just to mention, and, and I, you probably already mentioned it, but I just wanted to say, say, uh, say a few words about it as well, uh, about uh, your uh, 11 a.m. Uh, prophecy class tomorrow morning. That's going to now be held okay. online. We're, going to, we're able to continue it uh, online and also by calling in. And uh, we have the, uh, the download info on the, uh, the church website, strictlybiblical.org. Okay, so all they've got to do is just uh, go on to strictlybiblical.org and they'll find all the information they need about how to be a part of the uh, prophecy class. Yes, sir. It's right on the front page. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else? I I know you're a man of short words. Is there anything else you want to (laughs) say? No, sir. That's all I (laughs) got. Thanks a lot. If there's any technical problems at all, we'll be be, uh, available to help support anyone who calls in. Okay, okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. All right. Appreciate it. Everyone remember, Prophecy Class. Right. We're going to have it right here. Won't be on this program, but it's going to be at 11 o'clock, uh, right there, uh, uh, strictlybiblical.org. Tell you all how to log in, be a part of it. And uh, Sister Lawrence is here with me, too. And uh, I want you guys to hear from her. She might have uh, something she wants to say. Here, honey. last minutes of the program, people haven't heard from you. How are you doing, Mary?
13: I'm doing just great, and um, i pray that our listening audience is doing, um, also being safe, staying safe, shall I say, and um, doing, as we were asked to do, to practice the discipline, and the word of God us to obey the laws of the land. I just want to share a picture uh, prior to pastor going off the air, and that is found in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, and it reads like this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And we know right now we're in some turbulent times, but the word of God tells us that we're we'll to continue to trust in Him, and as we do that, and, uh, and and not allow ourselves to be anxious because I tell you we can be anxious about things, especially during this particular time. But if you focus on Him, He's able to keep us in perfect peace. That's a guarantee. Return. He can keep us in perfect peace. And once again, I just want to thank you guys for your prayers. Uh, most of you know I was in hospital. I had emergency surgery, and I'm currently recuperating. So continue to keep me in your prayers. But stay safe, stay focused on the Lord, and in return, He will keep our hearts in perfect peace. God bless you. Have a good evening.
4: All right. I want to thank Sister Morris for that. And I, I keep thinking that she's trying to become the Bible answer woman. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> that number to call here, they call 866 423 9578. Looks like we are out of time. Uh, in our program, just a few minutes left, and I co-sign everything that Sister Morris has said. Uh, and also, uh, I'd like to ask something of all of our radio listeners: that is, that you would support the Bible Talk Radio Show. To do that, you need to send your donations to PO Box 05879. That's PO Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, ZIP Code 48205. Make out those checks. To Bible Bootcamp Ministries. That's Bible Bootcamp Ministries. That's what supports this radio outreach, and we would appreciate hearing from you. Remember, I get no salary from this; just the joy of being able to talk to so many of you on radio. So remember, send your donations to P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Bootcamp Ministries we would appreciate, we appreciate it very, very much. We want to stay on the air and continue to serve you uh, and to uh, deal with your biblical concerns, uh, to be able to pray for you.
2: Uh, and
4: God bless all of you uh, for listening uh, and supporting this program. And remember, prophecy class tomorrow. That's right, 11 o'clock. We'll be continuing our class with biblical prophecy. should be very interesting. As I understand, you'll be able to ask questions as well. So I can't wait till tomorrow. So, we can uh, start looking at our uh, prophetic uh, material and uh, hopefully uh, have a lot of you uh, in attendance as we talk about that all important subject of Bible prophecy. And as bad as this is, this is not the tribulation that's coming, friends. Oh, wait till we start looking at biblical prophecy and we'll start seeing what that is all about. All right, as bad as this is, it's nothing like that, but yet we need to be concerned about what's happening now. And we need to, uh, all churches need to cooperate. With the, uh, with the sane and reasonable and wise things that the government is giving us to make sure that we stay safe. So support uh, uh, your ministry, support this ministry, and uh, support uh, ministries that you're affiliated with. And we want to continue to pray that God would bless us. God, just be with everyone in the listening audience, Father. I ask that you would bless every church that it continues to strive as we work through this virus. Father, we ask that you to put a hedge of protection around us all. Uh, bless us. Let ministries not not lessen, but let them let them grow even larger and bigger and reach more people. Bring us through this, God. Bless us in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. This is Pastor Moss saying, "God bless you. See you next time."
1: Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries.